Welcome to day 23 of The Story That Changes Everything. Today's readings are Exodus chapters 15 through 17 and Psalm 10. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 15 ends the Red Sea narrative with worship. The songs of Moses and Miriam not only celebrate Israel's deliverance from Egypt, but they both endow God's action with Israel with cosmic and universal salvation significance. The celebration is short-lived, however, when the deliverance from Egypt immediately meets the scarcity of the wilderness. As the narrative shifts to the wilderness, there are two very important theological realities to keep in mind. First, God's people will spend 40 years in the wilderness. Now, the number 40 is an important symbolic number in the scripture. It's a number that designates a long period of time that eventually ends, However, it's long enough that while we're in it, we end up being changed by it. These 40 years will be years of formation and transformation for Israel. But what kind of transformation? This is where that second key concept comes into play. Old Testament scholar Walter Brueggemann has frequently noted about these wilderness narratives that it's one thing for God to get Israel out of Egypt. It's another thing entirely to get Egypt out of them. Pharaoh may no longer be their ruler, but he's still the emperor of their imaginations. The miracles in the wilderness will often function as reversals of the Egyptian plagues. In Egypt, Moses turned the drinkable water of the Nile into unusable blood, but here the bitter, undrinkable water is turned sweet. In chapter 16, a food crisis becomes a faith crisis. The story reminds us that our faith has deep connections to daily life. Material and spiritual well-being are often connected whether we care to admit that or not. In response to the grumbling of the people, the God who rained hail on Egypt now rains bread upon Israel. One of my favorite Hebrew words is manhu or manna. It simply means, what is it? The rules connected to manna will be the first test or opportunity for transformation for Israel. Pharaoh in Egypt practiced hoarding resources Here, Israel will have to learn not just a Sabbath rhythm, but they also have to learn how to trust God for daily bread. Brueggemann, again, refers to this as leaving behind the myth of scarcity, a myth that shaped the way Pharaoh viewed the world, a a myth that tells us there's not enough for everybody, and therefore we have to hoard what we have, and, and all strangers become enemies, and we fear those who we think always want our stuff. But here in the wilderness, God will teach them instead what Brueggemann calls the liturgy of abundance. Even in the wilderness, they will come to learn that there is enough if they will just trust God for what they need. After feeding the people, God tells Moses to keep a jar of manna as an act of worship. Israel's future worship will not only remind them that God is involved in the big history-altering acts like the Passover and the Red Sea, but God is also involved in the basic needs of daily life. In Exodus 17, food isn't the only crisis, so is water. The people grumble again. Moses takes the staff with which he struck the Nile, and he strikes the rock. The God who was faithful with bread is also faithful with water. The superpower of Egypt may no longer be a threat to Israel, but there are still lots of smaller threats like the Amalekites along the journey. God's deliverance, as happens so often, comes in the synergy or combination of divine action mixed with human participation. It isn't clear in the story why raising up the staff of Moses gives Israel victory over their enemy, but what is clear 
is that as great as Moses was as a leader, he could not carry this people, let alone his staff, on his own. He needed help. Today's psalm, Psalm 10, completes the Hebrew alphabet started with Psalm 9. The second half is more of a lament than the first half. The psalmist pleads with God to get up and act because God hasn't acted. The psalmist worries that Israel's enemies will think God has stopped paying attention to them and no longer sees their suffering. But as verse 14 affirms, but you do see, you do see troublemaking and grief and you do something about it. The helpless leave it all to you. You are the orphan's helper. God has much to teach us in the wilderness. So read these scriptures carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Listen to what the Spirit might say to you through the scripture today. Journal some of your reflections, questions, and prayers. And know that God sees you and cares for your daily bread. Our readings for tomorrow are Exodus chapters 18 through 20. Talk to you tomorrow.